I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. Hi, friends. I am glad to be here today to talk with you, mainly because I hit a bit of a wall in my podcasting journey already here just a few episodes in, and I'm trying to push past it. (laughs) I started, I had such great momentum when I started in early December and before Christmas, and then after the holidays, I just started overthinking and second-guessing myself, and I didn't release an episode last week, and my goal had been to release one every week. So I have decided to just stick with my plan. It actually got me thinking about talking about dating routines and which as I was thinking about my own process with writing and coaching, I thought I have to have routines that help me push past these feelings of doubt because otherwise I will give in to them. <laughs> and so anyhow, I, yeah, I, I, that's what I decided to talk about today was just how do we implement some things, make decisions ahead of time so that we don't just go with the whim of our feelings in the moment. Because right now I don't feel like talking right now. I also feel like starting over because I've already, you know, like said a couple things I would have said differently or flubbed a little bit or what have you. Even the word flubbed, I'm like, is that the right word? I'm going to use it, making a small mistake, right? (laughs) Because what I decided my podcasting routine needs to be is hitting record and not hitting stop until I'm done with the idea that I meant to share because I have recorded two other episodes that were okay. They were fine, but I started to edit them and then I'm over editing them. And here we are with something that I'm like, I don't want to put that out there. So I just decided I'm doing what I do to myself all the time is I over edit and I end up aiming for perfection instead of just going for good enough. So my routine is going to be to fight against that is to just start recording and then I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to put my music on the start and the finish and put it out there. <laughs> so um, hopefully it hopefully it works out. We'll see. But this is, this is what I'm going to try. I'm going to give it a go. And this is where I, I want to connect this to dating for you because I have a bit of a story. We're going to go away from dating for just a second and come back to it. This idea of using routines to help us get started on a hard sort of like towards a, a difficult goal, um, using routines to help us get started and also to help us keep going when it gets difficult. This is a really like just a wise principle and idea. And I had implemented this idea of kind of making decisions ahead of time or what have you for a while in my own dating life and then with women that I coach. But more recently, I was able to kind of flesh it out a little bit more after Um, a situation in my own life where I went looking for some advice about how to take care of my home. I love homemaking. I like bringing order to my home. But after my son Wes was born, he's our third child. And he, uh, you know, so he was the fifth person to start living in our house. And so a couple of years ago, when he was born, I started realizing, okay, the amount of things in our house has now multiplied. And I started to feel like I didn't have as much control over it anymore. And thought I need to learn and grow here as there, there are more things that we need to deal with, our actual stuff, right? So I found this woman on YouTube na- uh, named, called Dana, called, I see, what is her name? Her name is Dana K. White. She uh, blogs at A Slob Comes Clean. And what I really appreciate about her is that she had a, a compelling story because she basically was overwhelmed by her own house, felt like it was very messy. She didn't know how to kind of manage her own home and her family. And so she started on her own journey of trying to figure out how to not be so overwhelmed by it. And she found that kind of traditional organizing systems didn't work for her, like the whole 
like it has to get worse before it gets better idea. It just always stayed worse because like she would make the keep pile and the giveaway pile and then life would happen and she'd walk away and just have all these piles everywhere. Right. <laughs> so she realized she needed to do something different and it was, she was able to get there. She started making progress and she really started trying to take a lot of the in the moment emotion out of the process so that she could push past those feelings of feeling, being overwhelmed. Cause you know, when you're going through your stuff, it's a lot of decisions. It's a lot of things that you love or kind of shame and different things. There's a lot of emotion there. Anyway, all that to say her process, I've learned so much from her and the wisdom she shares. And I pretty quickly, because my superpower is turning all advice into dating advice. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I started to realize that, wow, a lot of these things that she's talking about really could apply to someone's dating life. So here I am bringing it back around to dating. I realized one thing, one particular thing from her story. So she start, she kind of thought, you know, like the word routine or habit, I'll talk about the difference between those in just a second, but she, you know, we use the word routine with like a cleaning routine around your house. Right. So as a mom of a few kids, she didn't really think she could have a cleaning routine until her house was organized or under control. She was like, well, what's the point of picking up every day or doing the dishes or the laundry or whatever, if like, we can't even, you know, like walk through to the kitchen or like, she just felt like all this other stuff needed to be dealt with first before she could ever have like a regular system that she used. But what she found, she decided to like, it wasn't working, not doing those things though, obviously. So she decided to just do a few things each day. Like she started with her dishes and what she found was actually having a regular routine each day did actually help because it started, it got her some momentum. It was a simple thing like, okay, I'm going to pick up for five minutes. Okay. I'm going to do the dishes. Right. And through that, she got some momentum. She started seeing some progress, which then motivated her to keep going. And then she actually started to notice places where she could change and ma make even more of a difference in her life. And I really think that that is true in dating as well. Like setting some things in place of, I'm just going to start doing these things really can help you actually get going. And it can even then help you start to see areas where you're able to change and grow or pivot or tweak things like I've talked about in the past. Because really, like it, it reminded me of my own dating story. Because I used to think I did not have a dating life until someone asked me out or until I was in a relationship. So it was like, well, I don't need to think about dating things or act like I'm, I'm not, I'm just not dating. I didn't have a dating life because it hadn't started yet, right? A guy had not asked me out. It, like my dating life would start when this sort of external factor kind of made it happen. So realizing, oh, wait, what if I just decided to start dating and started acting like it and doing some different things like meeting people, reading books about dating, thing, whatever, like various things I'll get into here in a little bit. What if I just started doing those things and just regularly did that and then see where it goes, like see what kind of momentum that starts to pick up. So that's what it really was a helpful, like that's where I see the connection between this decluttering coach and dating. This idea that doing something on a regular basis can actually help bring about progress, even if it maybe feels kind of pointless at the start. So let me explain it a little bit more. Okay. Um, one thing I did is I looked up the difference between a routine and a habit, and I will probably use them interchangeably, those two words, but the simple Google search I did came up with, you know, a habit is like 
maybe one task you do on a regular basis, whereas a routine is like how you do a particular, like oh, kind of a bunch of habits together of like how you like your morning routine, how, what do you do in the morning or your skincare routine or what have you. Um, another little like Google search I found though said a habit is something that's more automatic. Like we just do it. And so it can be healthy or unhealthy. Whereas a routine really does take some intention and it's like something that we choose to do. I think routines can end up being good habits, which is great, which is probably why we put them into place and what I would recommend today with your dating life. So I will use them interchangeably, but I liked that idea that a routine is something that you're thinking about and putting intention into so that you will see change in the future. And I really think that this can be helpful when in the moment you maybe don't feel like doing it, like how I didn't feel like podcasting right now. <laughs> and yet I know big, big picture down the road, I want to be coaching and writing and getting my work out there. I want to be podcasting. So what if I put some routines into place that helped me do that? You may not want to be working on your dating life or having to look at this part of your life that feels discouraging you may not want to go meet new people or have to go on that setup blind date or what have you, but you know, down the road, you would like to be in a healthy relationship. You would like to be married. So right now it would be wise to make decisions and choose some things, some routines that will help you move toward that desire that you have down the road. Okay. So in a dating context, what are some dating routines? What are like, what do I mean? Right? Well, I have a bunch of suggestions for you. I've kind of grouped them a little bit. So hopefully it'll make sense. This first group of dating routines, habits, if you will, that you could add to your life to help your dating life get going, that, or they're, they're just things you can constantly come back to when you start to feel discouraged. This first group of things, they're all ways to make your dating life visible. And what I mean by that is if you think about it, your dating life or your desire to get married is all like in your head and your heart, right? You're, you're not walking around with that on like a name tag, like, hi, I'm Laura. I'd like to get married. That's not a horrible idea. Just throwing that out there. I'm just kidding. Um, but if someone had looked at my life when I was single, I deep, you know, I knew I deeply desired to be married and to be a mother. But if someone came into my home or, you know, looked at me standing there or looked at my calendar or the things I was spending my money on, they would have seen a very full life. They would have seen a life of a girl that loved her church, loved her family, loved her friends, loved her home, had a lot of fun, wanted to work hard at her career. She would have, They would have seen a, a really lovely classroom where I was a teacher. But there would not have been much evidence of the fact that in the future I hoped to be a wife and mother. And maybe that feels like, well, what's that going to look like? And I agree. It, it is a, maybe I'm you know, asking a silly question, but maybe you would say like, well, they might find a dating app or a few dating apps on your phone, or maybe they'll find a few dating books in your house, or they'll see a cool podcast you listen to on your podcast app. But there, maybe there isn't, there aren't other things like what are some other things that could be visible and tangible in your life to represent your dating life? I have some ideas for you. Um, it could be things like starting to write things in your calendar, like either on your phone or in your paper planner that represent places like things you're going to do that help your dating life. I'll get into that in just a minute. It could be having a, a journal that is like set aside as your dating journal. This is where you write down goals, where you reflect on how things are going, where you pray, 
where you lament the things that are difficult. So having a physical journal that's set aside just for your dating life could be really cool. It's a like it, when you look at it, it's like this visual reminder that you're working on dating and getting married. It could be like I mentioned books, having a few dating books or books about relationships and marriage, having those around your home or having one you're working through at various times throughout the year. That can be a great conversation starter with roommates, with people that are over. And again, it's something that you might see on your bedside table that reminds you to pray or reminds you, yeah, this is an, an important part of my life. This is the season I'm in dating, wanting to get married, wanting to move that towards that desire. And it's something that you can see that you can pick up and feel and see, right? Um, I was even thinking about buying a couple cute shirts so that you're ready to go on a date, like just having an outfit ready that you helps you feel like yourself, helps you feel confident, less insecure, um, something that you can just go have a nice time in and have a nice conversation with someone, right? Of course, you could wear it to work or to church or a fun event or whatever, but even putting together in your mind or like gathering it together in your closet so that, hey, there's a couple date outfits I have. Haven't met anyone yet that is going to ask me out, but I'm going to go ahead and be ready. And when I see those things hanging in my closet, even my wardrobe is now representing a little piece of this desire of mine to have a relationship in my life. Like, look, I have some date ready outfit ideas here. So it doesn't have to be fancy or anything like that, but there is something about deciding that you want this in your life and then letting your life look like that so that, yeah, there are actual tangible, visible things that you could point to in your home and just around your space that could, that show like, yeah, this girl's dating and wants to get married someday. So make your life, your dating life visible or tangible in some way. That could be a routine that you then go back to. Those are some, really those things that I mentioned, and I'll um, explain them a little bit more here now. Just those are some of the basics that I just mentioned. So like things on your calendar, these are routines that yes, you can make it visible because it's, you know, it might be on your phone, obviously, or your computer, but it could be a paper planner where you're writing down events that you go to that you will meet new people. So maybe it is just, you know, um, I'm trying to think of maybe it's an event at church, right? So you have that written on your calendar, but maybe you decide to put a particular emoji next to that event, the title that you put on it, because it, that will remind you to meet new people. So you write, you know, three with the little heart next to it or something, because you're going to try to meet three new people or something like that, or come up with something funny, or could, you could actually write meet new people <laughs> next to it. Be bold, just write it on there. Um, it could be that you start to schedule prayer time for praying for your dating life, praying for your mar future marriage, praying for your future husband, praying for friends that are wanting to date and get married. And again, you could be bold and just write it on there, praying about my dating life every Wednesday at nine o'clock as I go to bed or what have you, or in the morning, whatever time makes sense for you to have a regular time of prayer for that go ahead and put that on your calendar. That way you remind yourself. And again, it's something that you'll see each week that reminds you to keep seeking the Lord, asking for his help and wanting to listen and see how he might teach you as you go about your week or as you spend time in um, his word, as you get wisdom from friends and other people. Um, I really think that writing those things down and scheduling some things can be a cool way to start your dating life with a simple routine of writing in your calendar, choosing to pray, um, and choosing to meet new people, things like that. I also think that you can 
schedule time with someone with a friend or your small group or whatever that you would be checking in with. So I love talking about, you know, gathering your team of people doesn't have to be a big team. It could just be a few people that really know what's going on in your dating life that you check in with them. You tell them about different um, guys you might have met or someone you've, that's caught your eye. If you're using a dating app, they are aware of what you're doing on there, like who you're meeting and talking to. So a few friends that are willing to pray, willing to ask you questions. It can be great to go ahead and schedule that time, even if it's just once a month or every couple of weeks put it on your calendar, even if it maybe isn't an exact, you know, set meetup time, it could just be schedule it to say, Hey, you know, message Carissa. So you can chat with her about the guys you met this month or what have you like, go ahead and schedule those things and be a little bit more, uh, officials coming to mind, but I don't know if that's the right word. Just like, yeah, be, make it more official. Let's let's go with that word since I can't think of the other one and I'm not going to edit this, remember? Um, just like letting it be an actual event instead of kind of like, oh, I just, whenever I happen to see her or it happens to come up, we talk about it. Like, let's be intentional. Let's make it a routine to regularly check in with people who are wise and who love you that would love to help you in this journey you're on of dating and wanting to get married. So those are a few kind of those ideas all fall, fall under that big routine of like, let's make your dating life more tangible, more visible in your actual life. But you can make routines out of scheduling different things that help your dating life, journaling and reflecting and meeting up with people that will encourage you and help you in this process. Okay. Another like grouping of routines that you might have um, have to do with kind of dating apps or just meeting someone for the first time, right? So this is where re really all of these routines or habits, what we're the big thing we're trying to do here is conserve your emotional energy because dating, obviously, you know, this can be very exhausting, very tiring because there are so many decisions. It is, it feels weighty because maybe it's a deep, it, it's an important decision you're making who to marry. It's also a weighty desire. It affects a lot of our life, both, you know, all, all of the things that who you marry and whether you marry, that affects a lot, all of your life, really. So it's a weighty decision. It's a weighty desire. A lot of emotion involved. A lot of worry and fear can be involved. And so if we can relieve some of that pressure by deciding some things ahead of time, that's really helpful because sometimes we use up all of our decisions or we use up a lot of our emotional energy or even our physical energy in these early interactions with someone you don't even know, you know, it's like, let's save some emotional energy for the later stages of dating where you really, really where you are making very heavy decisions and important decisions, right? Maybe some of these early things like, should I text him? Should I not? It's like, let's not waste your time on that. Let's just decide ahead of time how we're going to deal with that. So some examples might be, maybe you decide to have a space on your phone, a note, like open a note on your notes app. And you just list out, these are the questions I ask every guy that I connect with. And we've started messaging, you know, I make sure I ask about his friends, you know, his faith, what's his career like, what's his family, like list out some and type them out. So you can just like literally copy and paste them. And I'm sure you already do this. So this may be an obvious one, but be able to copy and paste. So you're not like reinventing the wheel every time you get a new match with someone, right? It could be that you, so that could be like questions you ask someone. It could also be some texts that you just find yourself sending pretty often. 
And again, you don't need to have to type them out every time. Like this is a very practical thing. So it could be that, um, like I have found that a lot of this, a big discussion, right? Or big question of like, how much should you text or message before you meet someone in person or what have you? And there's lots of different factors that could be going into that. A lot of times men don't want to seem creepy or weird. And so they want you to feel comfortable. They don't want to just ask to get your phone number right away or ask to meet you right away. Cause maybe that seems strange. Maybe some guys do ask right away. I don't know. It's everything. There's so many different scenarios, right? But what you can do is kind of help a guy know that you're interested in meeting up sooner rather than later, or you're interested in a phone call sooner rather than later. I highly recommend the preemptive phone call before a meetup. I think it saves a lot of time and can be another layer of getting to know someone before taking the time to meet up. But you could have messages where you save them, you know, in that notes app and just have like right out there, like, Hey, I'm not much of a texting girl, but I'd love to meet up soon. Let me know when you're available. And you just have that listed out there and you can send it to someone after, you know, I kind of recommend making sure you have enough information that like this person seems, you know, like a real person and I will meet them in real life or talk to them on the phone and then kind of go from there. But being able to make it a routine to let the guy know that you're open to meeting in person or open to a phone call. You're kind of the routine or habit is that you in like you tell men how you like to date so that they're not wondering, you're not frustrated that they haven't gotten back to you or that you're just texting a ton. It's like, if you're frustrated about something, make a change, like have a habit or a routine there that allows the process to keep going a little bit faster instead of hitting roadblocks when there's no real need for a roadblock. Like, let's just figure this out, you know? So it can, it's a matter of finding routines and figuring out a system for yourself in these early, this early phase of meeting someone, figure out a screening system. Like I said, those questions you might have, um, looking for things that are deal breakers for you. If the guy's not a Christian, if he has different values or sexual ethics than you do, that would be a deal breaker. They're like, Oh, I don't move forward after that. There's no need to keep texting. I don't need to feel bad about that. Like not feeling bad about saying no, that's a great routine to have in your dating life. Let's not spend a lot of time feeling bad about saying no. We need to move on, free him up to go find someone that would be a better fit for him. And you're free to meet someone else as well. So you're just kind of figuring out how you like to do this and then do it the same way every time instead of kind of taking so much time and energy to figure it out every time there's a new situation. So there's a lot of other possibilities there within online dating. I'm sure I will have other episodes about that in the future. Um, so, but for you to figure out what works well for you, it can be a really wise situation. Just a few other kind of lightning round ones I recommend. I think it's great to, like I said, utilize a phone call ahead of time. If you don't want to give out your phone number, you could utilize using a Google voice number. I'm sure there's lots of other ways to kind of be anonymous, but still connect and get to hear the person's voice. That's the goal. Hear the person's voice. Do you enjoy talking at all? And could you talk longer? Could you talk for an hour if you actually met up on a date? I like calling it a meetup. If you have never met this person before, like if it's a setup, it's a blind date, that's a meetup. Maybe you have a little context because you know some mutual friends, but still you have no idea if you're going to connect in real life. So it's not even really a first date. It's a meetup, right? We have low expectations. And especially if it's through a dating app, even if you've, oh, we've really connected over texting doesn't matter. You have to meet in real life to actually see what this person is like. So really having low expectations, that's a great routine. Uh, planning a short meetup, a copy date, go for a, like 
Uh, I like going for a walk somewhere, but you don't want to go somewhere. That, again, you don't know this person. So you want to be safe, be wise, meet them there. That's a good routine. Don't let them pick you up until you've met them a few times, right? Not giving out a ton of personal information until you know that they're legit. They are who they say they are. You're being wise. You're having common sense. So really trying to figure out some wise routines for using a dating app can be really good. I could probably go on. We'll stop there. <laughs> but I will try to even, I, I think we could even compile a list. So if you have more that you like to use, you can send them to me. But there are so many ways to make dating apps and just generally speaking, online dating work well for you. It doesn't have to all feel like a disaster. That honestly that might be the habit you're in right now is just thinking, oh, this is the worst. Well, what can you do to change it? How can you make it work for you? It's just a tool. It doesn't need to be the worst thing ever. You could, there are ways that you could, you get to be the boss of it and make that your routine. I'm in charge of this. How am I going to make this work for me? Taking on that mindset can really save a lot of your energy for the fun dating that comes later, right? Okay. A few more here. My last little grouping of uh, routines, dating routines or habits is what, how do you decide when to say yes to, to a date, when to say no, when to go on a second date or a third date or what have you. So here's just a few routines that you could adopt if you wanted to, but it's your life. You get to decide, right? Okay. So one, you could just decide to say yes to anyone that asks you. I mean, if you could see me right now, my hands are up. I'm like, what else are you doing? I, you have a very full life. I know you do. I know you do. But what, what else are you doing? Could you, do you just have an hour? You could go to coffee. I think you maybe could maybe now, of course, there's times when you should say no. If the person is unsafe, seems like they're lying, seems toxic. You already somewhat know them through work or church or some other context. And you're like, I don't think that we could talk one-on-one -on -one for an hour. Like I actually know that it would be not good. That's fine. You, of course you can say no. However, if you're wanting to see some movement in your dating life, what if for the next six months you just decided to always say yes? What if? That's all I'm going to say there. Okay, now, there are going to be a lot of people when someone asks that are a maybe. And that's why I'm recommending just say yes. My, I, my, what I do with a maybe, I have two ways to look at it. In the early phase, when we're just asking about the next date, which is all we need to focus on, if a man is asking you on a date, he's not asking you to get married. He's just asking you to hang out for an evening. If you're getting a different vibe from him, that's his problem. You just need to focus on, okay, what did he actually ask me to? Coffee or dinner or what have you. If you're like, maybe we could talk for an hour, treat it as a yes. I say treat a maybe as a yes until it's a very clear no. So that's why I said before, sure, sometimes there's things that are very clear no. You can go ahead and say no. But a lot of times it's a maybe. You're like, maybe we could talk for an hour. Just go. Go on the date. Let the date bring you clarity. And just treat that maybe like a yes until it's a very obvious no. And Or it, it'll start to, you're like, well, it's still a maybe. Do I go on a second date? Say yes. Just go for it. Go on that second date. See if it, you know, just see what happens. And then ask yourself, do I want to go on another date? Maybe. You know, or you're like, no, I really don't. Okay. That's when you say no. So treating a maybe like a yes until it's an obvious no can be really a wise routine to have. Now, if you're further down the process, you've been seeing one particular person for a while and it's starting to get way to where you're deciding if you're going to be exclusive with that person, 
then I think that a maybe should stay a maybe until it's an excited yes. I want you to be excited and feel confident about, yeah, I only want to date you. I'm ready to see what it's like to just date this one person, right? Then I want you to be excited about it. That's where I think a maybe should stay a maybe. If you're like, maybe I could be his girlfriend. I'm like, uh, <laughs> let's, let's wait a little bit. Right. And that's where you just still just go on one more date. You don't need to look so far down the road. Just keep going. Okay. And you want to communicate with the guy and be able to tell him, I would love to still get to know you. I would love to hang out next week. Like you mentioned that event or what have you. I don't feel ready to be in an exclusive relationship with you, but could we just keep talking through this and hanging out together? have that conversation. It will really kind of help things going. So there's a little routine of have, figure out ways how you want to treat a maybe. Um, okay. And last one here is what to do with closure. So if it hasn't worked out with a guy, either he's not interested or he doesn't respond, he ghosts you, or, um, you go on a date, you don't hear from him, or he just doesn't ask you out again, or you have really clear conversation. Like he's just not interested. Maybe you don't want to go out anymore, whatever. What if our routine was to move on quickly? You want to be with someone who wants to be with you. You also want to be with someone who you're really into. So let's move on faster. Let's be a little more efficient with this process rather than like just like falling apart. If someone isn't interested, they don't even know you. They don't even know you. You got the information that they're, they don't want to spend more time with you. And you can be sad about that. Of course, I don't want you to be a robot. However, in these early phases where you're interacting with people that don't know you that well, I really want you to be able to move on to someone who, who you could get to know more and who does want to keep spending time with you. So I think there can be wisdom in deciding to have a routine of processing the sort of rejection or closure pretty quickly instead of maybe, oh, I went on one date. It didn't work out. Now there's months where I'm sad or I don't know what's going on. You feel overwhelmed. It's like, no, no, let's say no to that. Go back to these routines of like, I'm choosing to grieve that, be sad that whatever hope you had in that situation is dashed. That's It's good to be sad about that. There's also a point there where you can choose to move on to the next situation. And going back to your routines of meeting new people, setting up some time to pray with someone, talking to the Lord about it, all those sorts of things. So anyhow, there's some routines. Some Just wanted to get you thinking, get you wondering and talking with your friends. Like what are some routines that you could put into your dating life that would be ways for you to start dating and also be really helpful routines that you come back to when you don't want to keep going. Right. But you know that you do, <laughs> you, you know, you need to, but you don't want to. That's what routines can do for you. They really help conserve your emotional energy, help you keep going and help you avoid kind of giving up. So anyhow, hope that was helpful. Would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments about any of that, you can connect with me on Instagram at Hey Mrs. Austin or at my blog at Hey Mrs. Austin.com. All right. I'm cheering you on over here. Hope you meet some new people this week. Say hi to someone, smile, make eye contact. You can do it. I think you're awesome. Keep going. Okay. Bye.